0: Flushing Girl from blushing. the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss
1: Fine. Welcome to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, episode 21. Uh, this week we're talking about Franny's Choice. I am Shondi Pasquale here with... Toria Sheffield. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, Franny's Choice, season one, episode 21, directed by Paul Miller. We, we shift over... Uh, this week to a new director, Paul Miller. And then this episode was written by Tracy Newman and Jonathan Stark. This was a freaking awesome episode. I loved this episode. So good. This This episode does so many things. It calls back to the pilot. It it sets up the future of the series. It addresses um, an elephant in the room that we are going to spend a considerable amount of time talking about.
0: Well, I just want to say... Oh, the, This is the episode where Fran's ex comes back into the picture, forcing her to choose between her old life and the Sheffields. I always just like to ground us in, in what's happening. And I know Audrey. I've said
1: this before, but I am really glad that they didn't decide to make Val the person that Fran's ex cheated on her with. Uh, mm. Because then we would have been deprived of the name Heather Biblo, which is <laughs> great every time it's mentioned. And we would have been deprived of Val. And I really like you know, I really like that character. I like that actress. So.
0: Well, also I, you know, my very first note is, um, I think they teed up this episode so perfectly over the last 20 episodes. I'm almost like this should have been the season finale. I kind of, we can get into it later, but I almost wonder if this was supposed to be the season finale, but it's like, the, the emotional payoff in this episode is genuinely so good, um, and it came at just yes. the perfect time in this series. This episode um, made me cry. Me, oh, my God. No, me too. I got teary-eyed twice. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but so the episode starts with it's like Friday night at the Sheffield mansion, and literally everybody except Fran has plans to the point where even little Gracie has a dinner date with some boy named Brendan, (laughs) which made me laugh or Bernard or something like that. Um, And then I don't know if you actually flag this as weird, but, Fran is left alone and then there's a knock at the door and it's Val. And Val literally goes, I knew you'd be home. I brought single white female and a box of slim fast bars. Um, (laughs) My note is really quickly and I know I'm nitpicking and I know this is annoying to do when watching a fun show like this, but don't you think it's weird that Val would have gone all the way from Queens to Manhattan without knowing for sure that Fran would be there?
1: No, because I think that was like Val's character. You know what I mean? Like, she's just like that annoying friend who's just like, I just made this drive all the way out here, assuming <laughs> you'd be home. And I feel like the reverse of this would have been if she wasn't home the next time she talked to Fran, she would be annoyed with Fran for not being home. I also really like that she brought over Single White Female.
0: Yeah. Very nice. It a period very very period
1: time. appropriate film.
0: Hmm. Um. And she. they also then discuss the big news of the episode, which is that Fran's ex, Danny, has broken up with Heather Biblo. And not only have they broken up, but apparently Danny has not stopped talking about and asking about Fran. So Val is like, Fran, you should go back to that bridal shop and, like, you should talk to Danny. And yeah. Fran's like, no way. He cheated on me. He, you know, he... Fired me, blah, blah, blah. And then Val's like, yeah, but Fran, you could dump him this time. Yeah. And Fran is like, hmm, on second thought, I'll think about it. Yeah. Um, which is like so perfect. And it and it uh, sets us up for the next part of the episode. Um, Yeah, she goes to this bridal shop and Val, you know, she has the kids with her. And Val's like, come on, kids. Let's go check the payphones for quarters and get some out of there. and Danny instantly is like Fran, like you look amazing, you look so great, and he's like, you know, I've been thinking so much about you, and honestly, like that time with Heather, that all that did was make me appreciate what we had, and and he's like, you know, tell me that you don't want me, and she's like, I don't want you, and then he kisses her, and I wrote that was a heated kiss, like we have not seen this this heat reg- register of heat on this show once before
1: that was en fuego
0: en fuego um i don't know if those actors had chemistry i don't know what was going on but it was almost i felt obscene for for child for a sitcom television but i liked it
1: i rewound it and watched it twice
0: (laughs) well you are immoral and um (laughs) i wouldn't
1: know no it really was a um it, yeah, it was a very heated kiss. And then it leads to like more back and forth. And then like they kiss again. And and I mean, ultimately, she, you know, she sort of says like, uh, you know, you're not serious about me. And then she's like, if you were, you would marry me. And then he gets down on his knee and he proposes to her with no ring, by the way. There's never a ring given to her. He mm-hmm. just proposes to her and she's like, okay, you know, she, like, sort of reluctantly says yes.
0: No, no, she says, I'll think about it. Because when they were going back and forth, she's like, I'm not wasting another – she's like, I'm not wasting another three years of my life waiting for you not to ask me to marry me. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask you right now. And he does. And she's like, I'll So think
1: then about it. she goes to her mom's house wearing an insane silver jacket that that normally the fashion on the show – I you know, I'm not a fashion guy, but, like, it was – it looked like those blankets that they wrap around you when like you have like a, like a traumatic incident.
0: You like run a marathon
1: (laughs) or like run a marathon or like (laughs) if you're in, if you're rescued from like a, a, like a crashed airplane and then they put those silver (laughs) blankets on you and put you in the back of an ambulance and drive you away. That's what the jacket looked like. She looked fabulous in it, but that's what it looked like. Um, Um, And then she tells Sylvia, like I might be getting married and Sylvia jumps up and immediately starts singing, like uh, it's like a it's like a Hebrew song that like, they sing it like yeah that they sing it at at <laughs> at, at, at weddings. She's like simmentov and mazel tov and
0: mazel tov and simmentov. Well, but, <laughs> but here's what actually happens is um, Fran comes in and says um, I'm she goes I I've been proposed to and that's when her mother jumps up starts doing this dance that Fran says she's like mom stop you're gonna make it rain. <laughs> basically insinuating that it was like a Native American a, a rain, rain dance. dance. Yeah. Um, and literally Sylvia goes, your father and I have been waiting for this moment since the day you were born. Now we can finally die. And she opens the kitchen door and yells into the living room, Morty, you can start smoking again. <laughs> and uh, but then... It I had, loved
1: that. That got, I, I, a, that got an actual LOL out of me.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it gets revealed that um Sylvia throughout this conversation, thought that Fran thought that, thought that Mr. Sheffield had proposed to Fran because, you know, um, Sylvia's like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this for so long. You know, we've you know, your father and I were wondering when this was gonna happen. Turns out she had no idea they were talking about Danny. She thought they were talking about Mr. Sheffield. And then that actually led to this really great like meta exchange between Fran and her mom where where Frank goes, what? Mom? No, not Mr. Sheffield. She goes, the boss never marries the help. Look at Tony and Angela. <laughs> so there's a who's the boss reference. and okay. then now
1: is when we need to stop and talk about this because there is a contingent of human beings that believe that this show directly ripped off who's the boss um, to the point where someone wrote on IMDb's trivia page Finally, explanation point, Fran mentions Tony and Angela, which are, of course, the characters from the sitcom she plagiarized with the nanny, who's the boss. Many episodes are the same premise and or bear the same carbon copied titles, and even the same guest stars were hired, sometimes to play similar roles in both. We, we have to have a serious discussion about this, Toria.
0: I, but we we already touched on this a, a couple episodes ago. Where it's not where who's we, the boss? Yeah. Well, as far as I'm concerned, this faction of of nanny viewers might as well be like flat earthers. Like they, I don't really acknowledge them. They don't. They don't affect me day to day. They're like I,
1: Snyder cut fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the uh, much geekier um, metaphor Reference? to mine. People know.
1: People know. Um,
0: but. You know, I'm like, you know what? If you really believe that, then like, I'm not going to try to convince you, even though Sean, I will say this to you and our listeners, as we said last time, like, if you believe that you have like no appreciation for the nuance, the feminist perspective, the fashionista perspective, the fact that there's such a like undercurrent, not even an undercurrent, overcurrent of like Jewish American humor. um, How about the fact
1: that, how about the fact that Tony had a daughter on that show. He went into that equation with Angela, who also had a son in in, on, almost on a, on par because they were both grieving the loss of their previous, you know, I mean, I think, I think his wife died and her husband left her. Um, or vice versa, but, like, they were both going through, like, it's not even similar. Like, you know, this, this is, is just like, a sh- like if- the, the only similarities is, right, it's about a, sh- like, they're both about housekeepers, I guess, except that, like, she's a nanny, and he literally was the housekeeper. He wasn't raised, he wasn't there to raise the children at all.
0: It- um, like This I- is exactly as if, oh, and this is sort of what I said the other day, it would be like if I was like, ugh, I hate how I met your mother. It's such a friends ripoff, And it's like, no, they're just two shows that happen to have groups of friends in them. And that, and you know, the, the comedy, the style, the um, The premise
1: is different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes. Um, So I think I'm going to put this to bed right now and say that those lunatics do not exist to me.
1: Unless you listen unless you're unless you're a listener of the show, in which case we're happy to debate this with you uh on our Twitter account at oh Mr. Pod.
0: Two F so. Okay. So we got we covered that, but back to this very meta exchange where Fran's like, Mom, the boss never marries the help. Look at Tony and Angela. But then Sylvia goes, Major Nelson married Jeannie, which is of course an I dream of Jeannie reference, and Fran goes, if she had any commitment to that relationship, she would have given up her apartment. Then <laughs> Sylvia goes, "It was a bottle. They kept it on top of the TV." <laughs> and then, and then Frances is like, "What am I even saying?" And like they just get so derailed.
1: It's like- so good. The, the defensiveness with which um, she delivers that line is really what sells it the best. Is it's just she gets. She gets so defensive. She's like, eh, "Uh, Renee Taylor gets so defensive. It's perfect delivery. She's like, it was a bottle. They kept it on top of the TV.' Like, yeah, it's
0: just <laughs> this. I loved this exchange. It was so funny and um, like absurd. And we got to get um,
1: Renee Taylor on this pod. I'll oh die God. if we can get Renee Taylor. I will literally die. You'll that will be the last episode of this podcast.
0: Yeah. I would, I would absolutely love that. We should go to her house. I bet, I bet you she's in L.A.
1: We should go to her house. No, I mean, if we uninvited. A- we should just." <laughs> Hi, we do a
0: podcast. Do you want
1: to be on it?
0: Um, we break through the back window. No, if we ever get her on, we would do the courtesy of of not making her have to figure out Zoom. Uh-oh. Oh
1: god, I would do anything. I I would literally do like she could call and just leave a really long voicemail where she <laughs> pre-anticipates what our questions are and we have the hard work of cutting ourselves in asking questions that she's already answered.
0: Oh, but so basically, you know, the the really the thing that we should actually talk about is that this moment crystallizes what's really going on with Fran emotionally she looks at her mom and she's like mom the thing is when Danny proposed because you know it it gets revealed that it was actually Danny and and Fran's like when Danny proposed to me all I could think about was how much I would miss those kids and this is the emotional um like you know center of the episode what is she gonna do and Fran's mom says you know I understand that Fran but don't you ultimately want a life of your own, like with your own kids? And Fran's like, I, I guess you're right. So I, I guess my answer is yes. You know, <laughs> this is a big, big moment though in this – in the you know, canon of, of this season because then we cut to – so Fran is talking to um, Niles about this. Niles is the only person she's told and, you know, like they're chopping vegetables together and Niles actually makes a couple little snide comments that make it clear that he thinks this is a mistake but he's not coming out outright and saying it. He's basically saying things like you know like she's like oh you know um not you know Danny doesn't really like Manhattan and then Niles is like ah uh, yes because Manhattan like famously has very little to offer. Um and is making these little jabs at him and is sort of is sort of insinuating that Fran has outgrown him. Um As a person, Um, but again, doesn't get, come out right and say it. And then he's like, what you have to tell Mr. Sheffield. So she walks into Mr. Sheffield's office. Cece is sitting there working with him and she's like, Mr. Sheffield, I'm getting married. Cece jumps up (laughs) in euphoria you know, it's like, yeah. I, I'm so happy she's for you. She's very
1: excited. She starts so, running around. <laughs>
0: yes. Because, you know, in her mind, it's like, oh, my God, yes, this means Fran's going to be out of the picture completely, and she's no longer going to be a threat to my relationship. she
1: goes, <laughs> I have so many people I have to call, <laughs> which I thought was a really funny line, considering it means I guess she's going to call people to be like, good news, I'm back in.
0: Yes, right. Absolutely. So she runs out. And then I loved, loved, loved this moment. Um, basically – um, Mr. Sheffield at first is trying to really keep his composure, and he's like, "Ah, uh, well, well, congratulations, Miss Fine. Um, wh- who's the lucky man?" And she's like, "Oh, Danny." At which point he literally jumps up from his chair, and he's like, "How could you? Like, he after he cheated on you and left you for Heather Biblo?" Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's it's it was such a horrible moment. It's,
1: it's so funny. I'm glad you clocked that, too. Mr. Sheffield yelling out the words, Heather Biblo.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because it also it shows means that... he's
1: so invested.
0: Yes, as much as he always seems, like, pretends he doesn't care, he's clearly... He, he not only has been, like, hanging on every detail of that, but he's genuinely indignant that somebody did that to Fran. Um, And then he like, he, he like recollects himself because Fran's like, well, I figured if I could forgive him, like you could. And so he kind of realizes he overstepped a line and he then attempts to be really, really gracious again. He like reins it in. He's like, of course, of course. And he's like, well, you know, I, I, I I congratulate you and I, I would love to help you with your honeymoon. And he like extends his hand and they shake. And, um, there was just like they shake so each other's
1: hands. We should say not like he extends <laughs> his hands and they start shaking.
0: No, no, no. Yes, they shake hands, and it's this very sort of dignified, understated moment where you can tell there's a lot happening emotionally, emotionally beneath the surface. And I, I wrote, I got a little choked up during this moment. Oh, um, this wasn't
1: the part that made me cry, but
0: it was yeah. no. The next part was yeah. worse. But yeah, the basically, gra- the grace part, right? Oh, oh my god, oh my god. But then he, but he was like, well, now you know, now he. Oh, he said do you want me to be there when you tell the children? Which is like this whole other layer. And actually my stomach sank right when hers did. And she was like, do we have to tell them? And he's like, I I think they'll notice that you're gone.
1: She goes, can't we just tell them I'm on vacation? And then he's like, no, but you'll be gone for like a long time. She goes, well, then can't we just tell them I'm doing my makeup? (laughs) Which was a great (laughs) Great escalation.
0: Um, But so we walk into the kitchen with Mr. Sheffield and Fran and the children are just like innocently like doing their homework totally unaware of what's about to happen and fran sits down and she's like hey like do you kids remember danny and you know uh, maggie's like oh yeah that backstabbing jerk and fran's like yeah that's the one um well he's getting married and and you're all invited and they're all like oh cool that's great great and then and then she's like and she basically's like and it's he's getting married to me And I mean, Brighton, this was a great moment for Brighton. Like his face falls like, like this kid is hurt. And he
1: immediately like crumbles this piece of paper that he's like coloring or drawing and he like throws it on the table and he's like,
0: no, like, yeah, well, no, no, he's he's a little more understated. He's mad, but it's slightly more understated at first. And Maggie's also sort of like, you can see her face fall. And then the heartbreaking moment is a little Gracie because she's like, Oh, you're, you're getting married? And he's like, she's like, but your closet is already so full as it is. That's going to be tough. And then m- meaning in her little seven-year-old brain, she doesn't compute that that means that Fran has to leave. Yeah, it's tough. really sweet. She's, she's assuming that that means Danny's moving in. And then in fact, Fran's like, oh, well, Danny won't be living here. And she's like, well, that's not going to be good on a marriage. <laughs> 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 um, and means, yeah,
1: there's and- no, it's, it's, it's adorable that there's no, version of this in her mind where they're going to lose Fran until it becomes like undeniable oh this means we're going to lose Fran it's a really really well written it's again one of the few times on the show where they write the kids like kids and they seem to do that best with, with this character another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Oh, but there was also, did you clock that really dirty joke directed at CeCe? A fifth of scotch and a pack of batteries? Yes. So, yeah. so the kids are devastated and Cece, who is still like over the moon about this is she's completely not reading the room well, but she's like, Oh kids, you know, don't worry. You know what cheers me up when I'm down and Fran goes a fifth of scotch and a pack of batteries. And I just <laughs> wrote, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, I liked it. It was,
1: savage. It was but, savage, but there's an even better line. I think in this scene um, coming up after the kids leave the kitchen because then okay. we get Mr. Sheffield and Niles talking.
0: Well, no, no, no. That's actually the, right. that's actually in the next, a, a, a few days later when they are interviewing new nannies to replace Fran.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. So wait, but there's, what is there between that and this? So it's, that's it. It's just basically like they, uh, uh, the children run out, and Mr. Sheffield and Fran run after them, and we don't see what ends up happening. But we cut to several days later, yeah. Um, and Mr. Sheffield and Niles are in Mr. Sheffield's office, and they're finishing up an interview with a, a replacement for Fran. And the woman leaves, and Mr. Sheffield goes, "Oh, she was awful. No style, no sense of humor, and her hair was strangely flat. <laughs> like clearly, like the only the only acceptable version of a nanny now is Fran." And that's when. Niles tries to like gently and subtly intervene. And it's this is my big laugh out loud moment when um they're sort of talking about Fran and falling in love and if she's making the right decision, leaving, and blah, blah, blah. And Niles like looks off into the distance and goes, I was in love once. <laughs> and you I knew you would think it's gonna be like this moment where, you know, Mr. Sheffield like looks up and is like, go on. But then you realize Mr. Sheffield has Instantly gone listening. back to his yeah. de- his work on his desk the second that Niles tries to be vulnerable, <laughs> and, and it's just like I I just wrote like it sucks to be Niles nobody cares about his personal life or his internal world.
1: <laughs> well, and then though it gets worse because because then he's like. Niles goes. I said I was almost in love once, and you no, know, he Mr. says
0: I was in love once. Yeah,
1: and, and and Mr. Sheffield looks up and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Were you trying to tell me something very personal?" But <laughs> <laughs> and so then he tells him this story where you find out that that he was like in love with this housekeeper, and that eventually Mr. Sheffield's family or Mr. Sheffield fired her, and he never got to like have his mo- you know Niles never. Got oh no, to have Catherine
0: his- left. Catherine left for like another post or something.
1: Well, no, because. No, because the line hinges on, he's like, you know, I could have had a life. And then Mr. Sheffield goes, if Catherine had ever cleaned behind the refrigerator, you might have had a life. And it's the most savage thing Mr. Sheffield's ever said. It's like, whoa, dude, does that mean you knew? And you just fired her because she was a terrible house? He even says, he goes, we all knew, Niles. He's like, everybody knew. Oh, and, then, yes. and then he shortly after that acknowledges like, but we fired her because she wasn't a good cleaner. So too bad. Like,
0: yes, yeah. okay, you yes, stole you're,
1: your chance at happiness.
0: You're actually totally right.
1: And then uh-huh. we get this scene that made me cry.
0: Oh yeah, okay, this is the okay. Which
1: is um everyone's everyone is gathered to say goodbye to Fran. And we get the kids, we get at the very top of the scene we get a quick, you know, update where the kids are like, are you sure we can't just like make Fran stay and Mr. Sheffield's like, you know, even, this is after having his conversation with Niles. He's like, no, 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 like we're her friend and we have to do what's best for her and what makes her happy and that makes us good friends. And it's like a nice lesson that he's teaching the kids. You know, albeit he's wrong in this situation. Um, and then Fran shows up, you know, Fran comes downstairs with her luggage, and Danny shows up and he's like, Come on, babe, hurry up. I'm double parked, which I really like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and basically the whole scene kind of reinforces what an oaf he is. Um, as at the same time, all of the kids sort of express how much Fran means to them and how much they're gonna miss Fran. And mm-hmm. um and Gracie says, I, "I wrote you a poem. Can I read you this poem?" Mm. And she start, reads this very sweet poem. And I, she, it, she goes, um, "F is for the fun we have together. R is for the rummy we play. A is for the answers to my questions, and N is for the nasal things you say." Oh. And it literally brought me. It got me so choked up. I thought it was so beautiful. And then, and then, Fran goes. <laughs>
0: And, like in the, like, in the and and this goodbye scene, like it is hard. It's like, you know, she's hugging everyone. You can tell that even Niles, you know, Niles is trying so hard not to show that this affects him, but they're just all, it's just they're all
1: like connecting. Sad. Like, him, her and Niles have like this good, this good burn on CC where they both say the same thing at the same time. And then they're like, jinx. And then they like hook pinkies. Like, they're really selling, like, these people are a family. And now she's ripping the heart of the family out, which is herself. Mm-hmm. After she just repaired all the damage that these people, she's going to make them suffer another loss. And then, you know, uh, uh, she doesn't. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, yeah. She does because the show well, goes on for six more seasons. Um,
0: <laughs> five more seasons.
1: Yeah. I can't do math. But,
0: um, but so the, the way that. I'm a podcast host,
1: not a mathematician, Toria.
0: Um, but you do have a degree in math.
1: So. <laughs> I do, but it was a complete accident. But that's a story for another time. <laughs>
0: That's you guys. That's a double joke. John dropped. Uh, Sean John Sean dropped out of um, art school.
1: So, She's trying to like ding me for dropping out of college, but then couldn't form words or get the whatever. I now. have a degree. I have a college
0: degree. I'm really smart. Um, but, have so,
1: college degree. But
0: this uh, this gets resolved because um, basically they're about to say goodbye, and then Brighton is just basically like. You know what? Like, I'm not going to pretend that this is good news. Like, this sucks and I hate you. And, you know, Mr. Sheffield's like, Brighton, stop. And then Maggie, even though she's like, you know, 15 years old, she breaks down too. And she's like, no, dad, like, I know you told us to pretend to be happy about this, but we're not. And Fran looks at Mr. Sheffield and she's like, you told them to lie about their feelings. Like, I- I'm not even out the door and you're already making mistakes. And then Mr. Sheffield kind of loses it, and he's like, "But I, I, I did it for you." And he's like, "You think it's easy for us to see you leave and waste your life on that Neanderthal?"
1: And, and Danny you know, goes, "Huh?"
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like literally, even Mr. Sheffield couldn't keep it together. And this was—it was just such a great moment. And and Fran kind of looks at the family, and she looks at Danny, and and she just goes, "I don't want to go." And and she looks at Danny and she's like, Danny, I don't want to hurt you, but I think I've outgrown you. Yep, which is great. It's a great message. It's a, it's a great lesson. It's a, yeah,
1: everything about it is handled so well. And then they immediately pull you back in with. He turns around and he looks at Cece and is like, Hey, what are you up to? And Fran <laughs> goes, Two seconds. Time heals all wounds. Like, <laughs> yes. so you don't even feel bad for Danny by the end of it because he's he just he sucks so. So apparently yep. bad, you know?
0: Yep. And so he he storms out and Mr. Sheffield's just like, oh, and they all hug and they embrace. And Mr. Sheffield's like, well, like, let's celebrate the four seasons. And as they're all leaving, he kind of takes Fran aside and he's like, you know, I I just, Miss Fine, I just want to make sure that you don't feel like you made a mistake. And she just kind of there's like a beat where she thinks and then very confidently goes, I didn't. And and that's the end, it's like freeze frame. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I
1: look. I think it's time for segments.
0: I think it's time for segments.
1: And now, segments.
0: So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I have to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments. uh, With Sean and Toria. (laughs) All
1: right. Now, what was your favorite? There were so many good lines. I feel like we mentioned a lot of them throughout the episode, uh, you know, throughout our sort of recap. um, I I think of all of them. uh, uh, We've been waiting for this since you were born. Now we can die. Morty, you can start smoking again. That was the highlight for me.
0: (laughs) That's the first thing I have flagged as well. I have Sylvia. Oh, we forgot to mention that when Sylvia starts doing her celebratory jewish dance it does start to rain that made me laugh yes that was funny. um we talked about the um nile saying i was in love once and mr sheffield literally <laughs> just opening a bulk as he starts talking <laughs> um my the only other one that we hadn't flagged yet that was really funny to me is when danny gets to the mansion at the end of the episode and walks in he hands his keys to niles because niles is going to bring suit their suitcases out and Danny goes it's the powder blue it's a powder blue van with um danny's parisian blinds for less on the side and niles just goes thank you i could have been wandering out there for hours <laughs> <laughs> just dry it wasn't even like the funniest line but i'm just like oh, i love niles love Niles, um, and and that was it for me i i i love this episode my favorite scenes were definitely when um Fran had to have these emotional beats with the family. They just they worked so well.
1: Do you think they could have pulled off a Niles spinoff show,
0: Mister Belvedere?
1: (laughs) No, like just like about his life when he's not in the house.
0: (laughs) Oh, because no, I don't. I mean, I mean, granted, I was gonna. They do have like Frasier, which is about just a white man, but I don't think we want to see Niles. He all he he's great in concentrated doses.
1: What if they could have found some convoluted situation where Niles and Cece had to move into an apartment together? Hmm.
0: I think you would make the mistake. It's the Joey mistake.
1: Mm-hmm. Joey
0: works when he is one of six. Yeah, not nobody when he's wants,
1: number one.
0: Yeah, nobody wants all Joey all the time.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, the, it's a it's it's a recipe of ingredients that makes the yeah. dish. I agree. It's, it can't all be Niles paprika.
1: I agree. Um, Yiddish. I mean, we had this Simontov and Mazeltov song, which I I really that that really delighted me. I love that song. Really? I love the tune of it. Whenever I hear it, I get very excited because it's my one of my favorite parts of Jewish. Uh, events you know like wedding or, or bar mitzvahs when they do the tov and mazel tov and everyone dances around in a circle and sometimes you get put in a chair and they lift you up in the air. It's it's all very exciting.
0: Um the Yiddish uh word that I grabbed onto is trumbernik. Yeah. Um Sylvia says it about Franz X. Um she goes, he's a real Trumbernik and that means a troublemaker. Yeah. Trumbernik. Trumbernik. Um, and then the nanny trivia, it's it's not the most in- interesting trivia that we've had so far, but um it ties into something. Yeah, I really know how to sell it, right? Um <laughs> I'm
1: gonna put I'm gonna put a, a sad bone there.
0: No, no sound effects. I, I heard you put a goat sound effect into the most recent one I listened to. <laughs> That's I was that's like, how
1: we get back from commercial because know, it, it was the closest I, sound I could find that was sort of like the nanny's laugh.
0: I don't even I don't even think we need a, a sound separator, but whatever. I don't I'm not in charge of it, so I don't. Have you're a not
1: sound. in charge of it, folks. Uh, let us know what you think. Did you find it humorous, or you're like, oh, I'm with Toria. Sean's a moron. Take it out because I'll just take him out.
0: I literally just went. This is so it is so Sean. <laughs>
1: I, um, I actually am a bigger fan of the way we go into it, which is just the sound effect that just goes, break! <laughs> it sounds right. like so...
0: It just... Whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it right now. But the nanny trivia is... um. So one thing that we didn't mention was that in the scene where Fran is saying goodbye to everybody, she is re-wearing... The very outfit that she wears in our promo illustration, the sort of like faux fur leopard print hat with the fur collar. She also wore it in a previous episode and we talked about it, Um, but she's wearing it again in this scene. And I don't know if I would have totally realized that I had already seen it before, if I wasn't so familiar with it from our little illustration, but the trivia about the, um, the show, it's the production recycled Fran finds outfits and had Val, uh, Val Toriello often wear Fran's formerly worn outfits. Mm. Um, and the same is true of Sylvia, who often wore her gorgeous neon green scoop neck tee more than once with different clothes. I always think it's mm. funny on IMBD whenever they talk about the clothes. Whoever comments on it, like, they always add a lot of, um, a lot of non yeah, yeah Yeah, but a lot of, like, non-objective opinion where they'll be like, Fran's, um, like, Absolutely gorgeous, so and so. it's like, is that really a fact or is it opinion? But um basically this show um often had Fran rewear a lot of the same pieces, but maybe like pairing them with different items, which is not always common for sitcoms. Um, I'm not
1: against it though. I actually think that it makes more sense, even if it's not something you're clocking consciously. I think it makes more sense in a real world scenario where like, you don't just have endless amounts of new clothes. Sometimes you wear the same shirt. No, like yeah. sometimes you wear the same pair of jeans. Like and sometimes we wear the same pair
0: of jeans four five, six days in a row. Sometimes that's some you nice think about same jeans. Underwear. Sometimes you wear the same underwear.
1: Yeah. Or no underwear at all. The point is.
0: well, oh, no, I don't, I don't condone that. I think that's <laughs> gross. That's where I cross lines. Same. Um, But um, I will say, though, that we've also seen Mr. Sheffield in um, this sort of green. um, It's not a sweater and it's not a button up, but we've seen it. It's like a forest green um, little thing um, multiple times.
1: Spoken like the true fashionista you are. Go on. Uh
0: Well, well, I actually think that um, I noticed in a previous episode one time he asked her which tie he should wear and she said go with the green it matches your eyes so i do wonder if that actor had really nice green eyes like, we don't get enough real close-ups of uh charles shaughnessy you know. maybe i'll google him no and honestly
1: i i, I really want to this is a good time to mention like when, when are we going to get a, a a 4k restoration of this entire series <laughs> you know what, what why are we watching this in in this like the, the, you know, small format. It's clearly not even HD. It's like, cut, let's go. Let,
0: well, let, you can sometimes see the, um, what are those lines? Those like fuzzy lines on the yeah, screen.
1: You can see the fuzzy lines on the screen sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Because <laughs> of how crappy the, the, the quality is here. We need I kind of like it, They have to do a 4k transfer. Uh, I will start a petition. We'll share it on the, on the account. If we can we- get a million signatures, then they'll do it. They'll have to. This is, this is Warner brothers. They're the same people who released the Snyder cut. So I feel like we can force them. We'll just be way more polite, you know?
0: Yeah. Cause ultimately we need to see those gorgeous green eyes on Mr. Yeah. Sheffield's face. So we can see yeah. how well his outfit um you. that color. Thank you, Toria. And then for the friend of the CC, I said, I think we're both friends. And I think our reaction to this episode proves it. Like yeah, we, I, I think, we're both
1: friends, and we would never leave this wonderful family and the relationships that uh, she's cultivated.
0: No, I mean, I probably wouldn't even leave a, a bad job out of guilt. So that's true. You know,
1: he stayed with bunny ears for years. <laughs> <gasps> uh, <laughs> I'm joking, folks. That was a great job.
0: That was a great job. It really was. Um, um, yeah. So what?
1: What? Uh, only one left. What are we gonna do? Uh, well, we have uh, a bit
0: of a surprise coming up for the, for the finale.
1: Well, we don't. We talked about it last episode.
0: We did? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah,
1: we spoiled it the last episode. I just edited it. We spoiled Maybe it. Maybe I'll cut it They off. know. Matt is coming.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, Well, now I have to come up with a new surprise.
1: Oh. Uh, Maybe well, I'll get
0: engaged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Next episode. Sean's unengaged. What'll happen next? <laughs> Stay tuned.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. Well never never,
1: me. never, okay. never. Um, um I'm gonna to cut the- all this out. This was all terrible. We should just end
0: it. Just end the whole episode. So I just cut this whole out. No, but um, this was a fantastic episode and I, I'm very excited for the finale because I'm kind of curious what how they end the season. Um mm. and I honestly I can't believe we've gotten this far. Like it's it has seemed weirdly effortless, even though we've both put a significant amount of feels work like a fever this. dream. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I'm excited, and then and I think the plan is we're just going to keep going. So I don't, there's no reason for us to take like too much of a break between the seasons of the show. I think so. We'll just we'll just uh, march march ever on to to the next episode. Mm,
0: just like my true. just like my
1: man Snoop Dogg says, take it to the next episode.
0: Uh. Why did you have to say that?
1: I don't know. All right. Good night. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, check us out on Twitter or on Instagram at oh Mr. Chef Pod. Um, You can also go to anchor.fm slash The Pod, and you can leave a message or a question or a comment or whatever you want to do. Uh, anyway, I am Sean. This is Toria, and goodbye forever.
0: Goodbye.
1: Just kidding. Not forever.
0: The blushing Girl from Flushing name Fran oh Mr. Sheffield uh, uh, Miss Vine.